Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about how to best utilize social media for a physical therapy clinic, and we talk about the concept of one-on-one treatment versus seeing a bunch of people at the same time. The Ask Mike Reinhold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody. The latest episode of the Ask Mike Reinhold Show. I'm up in Champion PT in Wait. Up I'm in up, Boston? I'm up at Champion PT and Performance in Boston, Massachusetts. Go Red Sox, right? World Series champions. I hope they win the World Series. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know where they'll go. But anyway, uh, we're back with another great episode. Lenny McCrina, Dave Tilly, Dan Pope, Mike Scaduto here answering your questions. PT, fitness, sports performance, business, Andrew uh, uh, K-Bomb's uh, mustache thing that he's growing. Anything you guys want to ask us questions about. We should about, zoom in on just that. We will. Um, yeah. That'll be the image for it. Anything you guys want, head to MikeRinald.com, click on that podcast link, and you ask us some great questions. But let me introduce introduce the students. Uh, new students, so we, we say farewell to Alicia, who we miss already. Uh-huh. Right? We already miss Alicia, but we're back. She does not We're back. Us. And we got a new student that is just like, psh, through the roof. Right? <laughs> through the roof. Adam. Pazow! First student that doesn't have his own nickname, he, he we just say his last like name comic as an exclamation. Comic book. It's so good. For the people that are old like Lenny and I, do you remember <laughs> the old Batman? Yeah. Where like on the screen it would Kaboom! be like, pow! Yeah. That's every time he walks in the room, books. I'm just like, Pazow! So anyway, Adam Pazow, he, like he goes to the New, New York Institute of Technology who apparently physical therapy is a technology-based professional. <laughs> I, I didn't realize there was any other one except MIT. So, uh, uh, no, uh, Nyet, 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 he goes to Nyet. I can, I, can, I can imagine the board's like all sitting around there like, man, technology's like, we need to expand. What should we do? Like, Let's add physical therapy. Brilliant! <laughs> I hope your professors aren't listening, but if you do, good job with Pazow. But we got Pizzao, we have Andrew K-Bomb, Kirschbaum for the University of Oakland. It's university, right? Oakland University that has nothing to do with California. And our fan favorite, Brian <laughs> Wiggs. Winkler from, where are you from? Oh, university of Delaware. So anyway, let's uh, let's take it away. Who's up first? I'll go. Pizzao. Pizzao. You guys are about to get Pizzao. Wow us. Yeah, Pizzao us, Pizzao. <laughs> Mark is from Seattle. Hey Mike, as a DVT student, we are talking about managing social media contact in our future practices. How do you manage pr- patient privacy, marketing, patient, and friend relationships on the internet? Any words of wisdom or stories to share? I like it. Wow. In the future, pre-read these questions. It'd be good to be a little more comfortable going, going through them. All right, so that was a good question, right? So 
physical therapy student in college and they're talking about using social media for their practices. I, I, he said a few things. One was yeah. privacy, right? <clears throat> privacy, marketing, and then uh, communi- uh, uh, patient and friend relationships. Like friendly relationships and stuff like that. And I think those are actually all good questions mm-hmm. how we do it. Um, we all have social media presences Presence 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 What's the presence presence presences? Presence presence we, we see how quickly presence. we lose focus. We have a social um, media presence. We we <laughs> presences. We all have we all have presences. But yeah, and I agree. Those are actually all valid questions. Why don't we start, Lenny, very specifically? Mm. So specifically, specifically, specifically. Um, how, how do we handle privacy here at Champion? We um, we don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like, I thought that was like a law. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you, thought you had that one. <laughs> no, our paperwork that people sign and read thoroughly uh, states that we may use their their picture, their video, something. They may be in the background of something that we're shooting because we are a, a site of higher education. So we're always filming stuff. We're always sharing stuff. People, I think people understand that. I think once in the four plus years we've been open, somebody said they don't want to be filmed. And I, they, were, they, were, they were an attorney, right? Probably, Only yeah. attorneys read your exactly. paperwork, right? cross it up <laughs> with their initials on it, which is fine. We respect yeah. that. But it's in our paperwork, so people understand that. And I think I'll even talk to people and let them know, I'm going to film this. It's going on social media. I'll show them the video so they can see what's going on. And, you know, 99.999% of the people are fine with it. I would say like a lot of our presence, too, is it's it's random videos or educational videos, right. and it's not necessarily tied to the person's specific diagnosis sometimes. But, but again, like, you, look, when you give presentations, you're traveling, you're speaking at conferences, you have these things. So, you know, I actually think you have a bigger issue with all the therapists that you go to at a huge conference, and you're seeing pictures of them rehabbing people. Because I guarantee you they didn't get a release for that to <laughs> put them into their PowerPoint. <laughs> Right, so so we said from the beginning we're just going to put it in our intake paperwork for privacy, and that's also you know for marketing reasons. So you know in our experience with marketing, I'll answer that, and then maybe you guys can talk because we all use our personal stuff for um, our, our social stuff for personal too. But like for for marketing, I think our biggest thing that we've done at Champion that we try to do is like look, we don't specifically market and, and run ads. Well, I mean we I, we do to an extent, but it, when you look at our social media profiles, it's not a lot of just generic ads. It's look, this is us. This is what we do. And we also happen, you know, if you want to work with us, or you want to learn from us, there's ways to do that. But it's just like snapshots into what we're doing or educational type things. I mean, that's how we handle it in terms of marketing. So for us in marketing, it's all education and establish yourself as an authority and an expert. And then, you know, people will find you and they'll want to work with your stuff. But um, I, I don't know if anybody has anything to add by all means, but, but does anybody want to talk about yeah. the personal you know, because like, yeah, I mean, look, we become, you know, friendly with our people. Like, wh- wh- where do the lines blur? What do you think? Yeah, I think I, it's kind of both questions. And I think all of us here take our approach to social media as if we can deliver value to the people and they think that it's helpful information, um, they'll be inclined to follow us and want to learn from us. It's again, like you said, we're not saying like, buy this, blah, 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 or like sneaking these like marketing messages. And we all kind of take oh. the lead. Yeah. But get to do it every now and then. Yeah, generally, <laughs> 95%. Yeah. Specifically, though, we kind of, I think that's the way we treat is like if we're here for you and we want to help you and like you understand we're good people, that like you're going to be more inclined to follow us, that develops your brand right. and that develops your people who are like, oh, by the way, I didn't know Mike has this shoulder thing. Like, I'd love to learn from Mike. He's, he knows right. his stuff really well. So I think that's an important thing to take. I, I personally, uh, I personally follow a lot of Gary Vee's content model about how he creates and distributes content because it provides value and it's not like snake snake oil salesman. I guess that's the term for it is you're not trying to like sneak somebody and you're like, oh, by the way, buy this, you know? So I think that's 
on the next line of communications with patients is something that we do a lot of is trying to keep up with people's sports. Like you guys watch their baseball games. Like I try to follow them if they get a scholarship. I'm like, oh, congrats. Like you weren't working so hard. Or Dan will follow up with people on you know social media for competitions and CrossFit and stuff. It's like I think that establishes our professional relationship with them, but it doesn't blur the line of personal life. Like they're not, you know, I have separate personal profiles. I have separate personal stuff. And it, it gets a little bit overlapped, but for the most part, I kind of separate my business life from my personal life in that way. Right. Yeah. And I, I would say very similar too with that with me. I don't know. I don't know if you ever noticed. I actually don't really use social media. Yeah. Which is funny, right? Ditto. Because I'm quite often on social media, but Mike as a person doesn't really use social media. I have like a, a private Facebook account that, I mean, I use like a, I dabble a little bit, but I would rather jam pictures. I'd rather punch myself in the face and then actually get on Twitter sometimes. I mean, Twitter seems like such an annoyance sometimes. Uh, but like, look, I mean, there's very rare do you see a personal snapshot of my life. Like if you see my kids and stuff like that. Now, I know Lenny does, for example. I don't know. I just never, I don't know. I just, there's too many, too many people fall me I just I I not if if, if like Instagram right now I think there's like 75,000 people right now that I guarantee you a very small percentage want to see a picture of my kid right they want to see my educational content so you gotta for you gotta pick what you do I, I definitely think I encourage you to have if you want a personal profile with 300 followers that are your friends you should do that but then have a professional one that's on your own I, I don't think you you blur those lines but you know for us in terms of marketing the two big things that you know picking back off Davis we try to establish expertise and culture, right? Where you get to see what it's like being here, right? And I think that is all the marketing you need in my mind. So what else? You guys have any other thoughts on the personal stuff or marketing? Well, I was going to say something that kind of piggybacks on what you had said, Mike. People love the educational content. I think that's the reason why they come towards your page. The other piece is that if you really are trying to sell something, people like to see that you're a human being as well. So part of it is that like I put a bunch of videos up myself like deadlifting and eating grilled cheese so right. people know that I'm still like a human being, you right. know. Um, At the same time. Yeah, right. I'm kind of like you in that sense where I don't really like social media, but I realize the importance of it. Um, so I think that, you know, the educational thing should always be the primary part of it, but also letting your people know that you're a human being is, is probably helpful. And I'm kind of guilty of probably doing too much of the educational side and no one really knows who I am. So Right. Right. Yeah, and and I, yeah, you probably do a little more personal than me, but I like how you do personal. It shows that you're human without like being personal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you eat grilled cheeses. I like that. But like, you know, it's not like, hey, here's my social security number. <laughs> grilled cheese. <laughs> I was like eight. You gotta set it up, man. Grilled cheese are good. What do you got, Mike? I would say from from the personal level, um, I, I don't have a problem like following my patients and having my patients follow me on Instagram. I think that's totally fine. I don't. I, I do post personal things on my Instagram, but I, I, I keep it on a boundary. Like, I would never post anything that I wouldn't want anyone to see on social media. So I just know that going into it. But I would say, like Dave said, like, it kind of keeps you up to date with what's going on in their life. Because we work with a lot of high school, college kids who sometimes they post things on Instagram, don't even talk about it in real life. Like, they get a scholarship. And then you can bring that up to them, and that, and that just kind of builds your relationship in person. I think they actually really appreciate that if you kind of know what's going on, like even if you found it out on Instagram that they got a scholarship to college and then you congratulate them and when they come in and they get really pumped up about that. So yeah. I think that that's a, a good way to use it on the personal level. Yeah. Or it's you, could, you could spy on them too, I guess. <laughs> I can, 
think of a bunch of ACLs in my head. And I'm like, dude, what were you doing <laughs> yeah. this weekend? He's coming in today. So yeah. I'm gonna ask him about it. Doing cartwheels on the beach. He yeah. just had ACLs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I would say a lot of our kids they get like tickled like when we if we comment like, that. hey, congrats or something. They love it, right? Yeah. So I mean, that's a big part of us here. Like we're you know you're part of the family when you're here. But so. but I think the question is the legality of it because I know a lot of doctors don't want and I've had I've been in this discussion too on social media about following your clients or your clients following you on social media and there, there's a lot of back and forth arguing going on on the the legality or the the moral of it and all that and so I, I'm on the camp of let's get everybody involved and let's everybody interact and and have fun about it versus I gotta hide that I'm eating grilled cheese from my ACL patient because why I don't know you know it doesn't even make sense in my head but some people take that very personally I don't I'll post my daughter every once in a while or my wife or me but most 99% of the time it's PT related stuff you know but like Dan said just to show the, the little private side every once in a while just to show you're you're a person but. I don't see anything wrong with it, and I, I, I encourage it. So I don't think there's anything HIPAA-related or anything like that. They've they've consented. They've they've accepted your friend. So, you know, that's actually a good point. If they accept your friendship, <coughs> and their account's private. That's quite a that's quite consent right there. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's more just like like having people in the background, right? People yeah, in the background right. and, and stuff like that. And I think look, we just you know we cover that, but it's about the culture that that you're in with there. But just be you yeah. know be cautious of the, the people around you. So. All right, what's next? All right, <clears throat> Sally from Georgia. What are your thoughts on one-on-one -on -one physical therapy? Am I wrong in wondering what kind of education and training I, I am providing to my high-functioning clients as I jump back and forth between two or three clients at a time? I feel that if the patient doesn't need direct education or supervision with my skills, then they don't need to be in the clinic. But I feel the pressure of declining reimbursements as well. Is it too much of a burden on, the cl on clinic finances to treat one-on-one? -on -one? That's I, Sally, right? Sally. Sally. So, a very well articulated question from Sally right there. And so it sounds like to paraphrase a little bit, Sally works or, or would like to or does work with high functional people. It sounds like advanced level type people, and she feels you know limited by the burdens and uh, of you know seeing three four people at once. And I think a real question is, you know, like, what do we think is best and, and that sort of stuff. So for us at Champion, we're one on one because we have high functioning people that require our use of our time and I would say we completely agree with you where um, if you're just doing like exercises and you're doing something that you, you know you barely even need supervision on then yeah you probably should do that at home and your time in the clinic should be spent probably using the clinician that's why you're there so hands-on and stuff like that so yes we're one-on-one -on -one, but we're I mean we're hands-on for that whole time I mean it's very rare we don't just you know put people in a corner and they do stuff I mean, it's very rare it's all part of the program or it's integrated or they're bouncing back and forth between an exercise and a manual technique so um, we feel that that's important but again I get it in the insurance model that's a little tough right so what have you guys in the insurance based model how many people an hour were you guys required to see I don't even remember you I was like three so three is what they shot three for. to four two to three yeah so I've seen clinics now four. be happy right we were four Right back in the day, two at the top of the hour, two at the bottom of the hour, and then two at the next top of the hour. So six in the hour, I guess. Technically, if you think of it like that, it's six in sixty-one minutes. I could have two about going at once with uh, <laughs> right, right, with four follow-ups with, with other people. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I I think we all definitely agree that's not the best care. Right, sounds like yeah. Sally. If she's treating high-level people and she's at that stage, 
where she's like doing stuff like this, like seeing them as needed and all that. Like, sounds like Sally needs to maybe go off on her own and uh, consider her own cash based entity. Kind of off of that, I remember when I switched from the insurance model to working here, I was really terrified about financially making ends meet because I was dependent on hours per scene then. Right. I think the, the biggest advice I can give to people is if you're looking to try to get out of the hour equals time is try to diversify where your streams of income are coming from. So if you're breaking off and maybe doing something on your own, you could probably have your hands-on time in your clinic, but maybe you start doing some lecturing on the side, maybe you start doing some online education, maybe you start doing some other services. Like I had a couple other things from the website or from, I was coaching still that helped me supplement bridging from that to that. Cause I was I mean, the first couple of weeks, I didn't really know anybody down here. And it was like two or three people. And you guys helped me out a ton, which was good. But at the same time, it's like, it took me about like six months to get to a full, like consistent caseload. And I think yeah. having other... Actually, looking you know, at your numbers, I don't feel like you're at a consistent case. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk later. Yeah, about yeah. That. you're the least consistent. You're, you're fine. It's getting love you. I got to say, I think the biggest thing is uh, whether or not you're morally okay at the end of the day, seeing that many patients and feeling like good about yourself. I remember for me, I was just working in a clinic where I was seeing too many people I felt at the same time. Some people did phenomenal and some people didn't. And I think one of the reasons why they didn't was just because our model wasn't set up for them. You know, um, At the end of the day, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do and I just felt conflicted. So I made the change. And what I will say is I've talked to lots of other people who have went cash-based and that does work too. So in a lot of ways, I think it's better for me for as finances go and my time spent. Uh, I also have other revenue streams, just like Dave said. Um, but the biggest thing for me was, is it am I okay doing this? The other clinicians that stayed in that model, they had no problem. It was fine. They just did it all day long. It was an issue. No major moral conflicts. For me, I had a big issue, and I didn't feel good at the end of the day about it. So that kind of led me to make a change. Um, and I feel like I do a better job now, but that's kind of what I always wanted to do. So it worked out. Yeah, I mean, there's such a diverse group of people out there, right? Like you have some people that can get away with 15 minutes of hands-on work and then some exercises because it's not that big of an injury or they don't have advanced like functional needs or something like that. There, there's a, a person out there that'll do completely fine in that model. And then there's people that seek out models like ours because they want more hands-on time they, because they have bigger goals and needs in this world and they, they kind of do that. Uh, you know, to defend the insurance-based model and the reason why you see that many people it's just profit margin I mean that's all it is man rent's expensive your insurance is expensive everything is expensive the profit margin I, I this morning I text a bunch of my buddies around the country and just kind of asked them something I think the majority of people say the profit margin on a physical therapy clinic is about 10 or 20 percent I mean that's pretty low I mean if people are getting higher it's usually for other reasons like they have out of network uh, and cash-based services that they do. But physical therapy is 10 to 20% profit margin, right? So sometimes, like if you have low reimbursement rates and you have terrible insurance contracts in your area, your clinics are forced to see that many people an hour. It's just the way it is. So look, think of it as it creates a market need for people like you, Sally, and people like us that have a, a different model that can do it. So it's not necessarily negative, it's just an opportunity you know, to, to reach that small percentage of people that need more. Does that make sense? Sound good. Awesome. Great episode. Thanks so much for the questions. Good good ones this week. Really appreciate it. Head to MikeReynolds.com. Click on that podcast link and you can ask us more questions. Go to iTunes, Spotify, and rate and review our podcast for us so we can you know keep doing this and, and, and really spread the word. We really appreciate it. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us.
Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.